and then <clears throat> that afternoon, I was watching basketball, and Oral Roberts University was playing Ohio State. Ohio State was a huge favorite. And, you know, the ministers always say, if you can shout at a ball game, you can shout for Jesus. Well, that never registered with me because I never shout at ball games. I am that stoic German that he always talks about. And I, I love sports, but I never thought they should be worshipped. But I'll tell you, when ORU beat Ohio State in overtime, I let out a shout that shook the neighborhood. And it wasn't because of basketball. It's because God's doing something. It's a sign. It talks about signs in the heavens and signs on the earth. Oral loved basketball and he hated to lose. And it's been over 40 years since ORU won an NCAA basketball game. And Oral Roberts University represents the things of God. And they stand up for the things of God. And so if I can shout, it isn't because I'm just shouting to shout. I will never just shout to shout. I'll never shout to shout. But when when I see something spiritual like that, and, and that's what we're shouting about here because God is on the move. So don't be afraid to shout because I'm sure Steiners and Carpenters would have heard me if they listened. Anyway, uh, one quick announcement. Um, if you ever watch shows like um, Flashpoint, uh, there's a prophet from Omaha, Nebraska that's on there a lot of times. His name is Hank Kuhneman. He pastors, a ch- he and his wife Brenda pastor a church in Omaha. It's called Lord of Hosts. This week, Mike Keys, the, the missionary that we support from the Philippines, was at Lord of Hosts Church in Omaha. And we went down for the service, and Mike Keys was cranked up. He was on fire. And so what we did was uh, Brad posted that on Harvest Church's Facebook so that you can get on and watch that. Please, Please watch that. And then we've, I've also had him posting some things by Mario Murillo. Now, Mario is on Flashpoint also, but just a really quick background so you understand. Back in the 60s and 70s, there was a man named David Wilkerson, and he was a great evangelist. And his mission field were the streets of New York City. And he won the lost, the down-and-outers, the street people, the drug addicts to the Lord in huge numbers. And he opened homes or places for them where they would take them in and get them grounded and get them in the word of God and and get them, you know, free from the drugs and and the whole thing. And he uh, he wrote a book. You could go on and get it. Years ago, it's called Cross and the Switchblade. I read that numerous times when I was in high school. It was outstanding. Well, there was a great anointing on him as an evangelist. Well, I remember Mario Murillo from in the 70s also. He was ministering in, at Berkeley and to the down and outers there. Well, David Wilkerson passed away a few years ago. And they said before he passed away, he prayed. I don't know how it went down. But the anointing from David Wilkerson came on. Mario Morello, 
kind of like Elijah to Elisha. And so pay attention to what Mario's saying and doing. And so we put, we're putting that on Facebook. Now, as far as Facebook, um, I'm not in Facebook jail as far as I know, but I think I'm on Facebook probation. I'm not getting anything from anybody. And uh, I can't send anything. I can't share anything. And I'm about fed up with it. So if you, the only reason I've stayed on is because sometimes people met, will message me. Well, it's not working. So if you need to talk to me, just talk to me face to face. And so understand if you're not getting anything from me, that that's why. So that was the announcement. Now, last week I talked a little bit about God's storehouses. And I mentioned it talks about in the word of God that God has storehouses where he stores up the wind and the rain for the proper season. A lot of times we want to understand the character of God. Well, if you go through the word, you will find the character of God. And one of the the characters of God is he has storehouses. And what a storehouse really is, is a place of preparation. I can remember uh, when he was in school, there was somebody that had gone to heaven, died, gone to heaven, and came back. And they talked about the storehouses in heaven where he had huge warehouses of nothing but human body parts, arms and legs and eyes and ears so that they could be sent to the people that need them. And we haven't even begun to tap in on that. He stored up healing for his people. And we don't, we, that's so far beyond our comprehension, but what this, what storehouses are for, a lot of times we think of them, we're just hoarding, we're storing up. But a storehouse is preparation to bless others. And that's the character of God. He is always preparing to help, preparing to bless, preparing to give. In Proverbs 8.21 says that I may that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries, their storehouses, their depositories for funds and valuables. It's a storehouse. So there's a storehouse principle. There's If God stores up, we can store up. Now, if you have trouble with your finances and need to understand how to budget, just get Dave Ramsey's books. But in his books, he talks about an emergency fund. And I don't like to call it an emergency fund. It's a storehouse fund. And it's a God thing. And he talks about in their envelope systems. And I'm in for the envelope system because it's a storehouse system. You can store up for things that you need. And that's a God thing. Proverbs 10.14 says, Wise people store up knowledge. It isn't just about finances but wise people store up knowledge now this is one of the things that get me COVID started about a year ago okay and there are people more scared today than they were a year ago now maybe they don't know that they don't know but you can store up the word of God you can store up belief instead of doubt and fear you can get we've got books we have a storehouse of books like these if you need stuff we've got them back in the usher's room this one's on god's medicine 
You need to store up the word of God, what he says about health and healing. My God, if he's got warehouses full of body parts to send to earth, it, was, it would be in his best interest to heal people and it would be in our best interest to understand that. Okay, there's also the precious blood of Jesus, the new birth. There's so much in the new birth that people just think all they're going to do is scrape by and get to heaven. God wants us to prosper and be blessed here in him, who we are in Christ. This is All these things are ways to store up the word of God in our hearts. So we need to do that. Wise people store up knowledge. In Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10, it says, So your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. So he's storing up new wine. We can store up new wine. We can store up the Spirit of God within our hearts. Not just for us, so we can go out and have a party, but so that it can overflow to other people. We need to store up. Deuteronomy 28, 12. The Lord will open for you his good storehouse. The heavens to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. We have got to change our thinking from just get by street, just emergency fund street, to I have a storehouse because I'm going to be a blessing. Ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. things for me is being delivered from the fear of people, the fear of men, what men think of me. I don't give a rat's rump what people think of me. I care what my father thinks about me and doing what God's called me to do and say. Amen. I want Nate to come because I looked at him. I felt like he had something and he is He's a sweet man. He's got a sweet spirit. He's a big guy, but he's a pussycat. He's a teddy bear. Let's say teddy bear. That's better. And and he gets things, and God speaks to him. And he'll call me. He'll say, Pastor, and he's going down the road. My first thing is, are you, are you on the right phone so you're not driving in another lane? But come 
up here and just share what God's put on your heart. And if, if you get too long, I'll stop you. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, on the way to church this morning, I uh, wrote something, and it just kind of applies to worship. And uh, in the book of Ezekiel, chapter three, verse twenty-three and twenty-four, it says, "So I rose and went in or out into the plain, and behold, the glory of the Lord stood there." Like the glory which I saw by the river uh, Chebar, and I fell on my face. We can willingly fall on our face before God, and we're not. We need we need to step out. We need to show our Father what He means to us, and, and we need to do that. And we're not. But the thing about it is, is one of my favorites. Favorite scriptures is verse 24. It says, Then the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet and spoke with me and said to me, Go. How can we be told to go if we're not falling before God on our face? How do we expect the Holy Spirit to get or come into us and pick us back up? Uh, the scripture then came to me. Uh, I, I, I can't think of it what right now in terms of the number book. I, I know the scripture. It says that our, the weapons, our, our weapons are mighty for the tearing down of strongholds. Uh, that strong, or the stronghold isn't necessarily like we talk about the walls of Jericho. You know, it's not necessarily us going somewhere and tearing down a physical wall. The walls that God wants to tear down first and foremost are in us. That's right. So, we need to step out, and we need to allow the Holy Spirit to raise us up to tear down those strongholds. If we're not willing to do that, then how is he willing to use us? I mean, he's willing to use us if we allow him to, but he's, he, he can't because we're not showing him because that, that's what faith is. We have to show him. If we're not willing to show him, we have to take because we you understand how faith how faith works. We have to take the first step. How are we? How how is God going to use us if we can't take a step? If we can't take that first initial step? And shame on me. I I knew I knew right away that I had something to say and I didn't want to because I I'm, I don't like talking in front of people. It scares me. It scares the living daylights out of me. Uh, same thing at home. My wife's always calling me, asking me to pray. I say you could pray. Shame on me. It's, it's, it's how it works. If we're not willing to step out, God's not willing to use us. How, how can he show himself strong if we can't show ourselves strong? That's right. So, that's kind of what I got. I mean, well, that's all right. There's, there's other things, but I, I, it's not. Um, this morning, I, I'm not going to read my read. I'm not going to give you a sermon, but I am going to read to you a prophecy. And I really wanted to give 
my message because we're on the subject of covenant. And while I'm at it, I'm going to ask Bobby, you trust me? You haven't been here long. Okay. Next week for a sermon, I'm going to interview Bobby and Laura. I'm going to set them. Are you all right with this? I'm going to set you up here. Well, that's all right. You, I won't, you can sit there and watch him. But I'm going to interview him because I asked him last week, we're on covenant, and most Christians don't understand covenant, but then how come a biker can't, gang can't? How come the military can understand covenant and the Christians, Christians don't understand it? You know, leave no one behind. If you're military, you get what I'm saying. And so next week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a series of questions. I'm going to have him share. And, and the reason I want to do that is because I want to ask you certain things. Then if you get too going on a rabbit trail, I'll bring you back. But he was in a, I don't know, I'm not going to go into it, but I like what he said. He, he says, that's under the blood. Thank God, it's under the blood. But he can share some things that I think will help you grasp and understand what covenant is about and how we should be in the body of Christ with God the Father, understanding what he did for us, and what we need to do for each other, what covenant means. So I think that'll be an interesting time. So that's next week. And I appreciate you, Nate. If you have something, you have to let me know. Years ago, I had a man. He'd come up to me all the time after service. Say, well, Pastor, I had a word, but I didn't want to give it because I was afraid. Well, he never did give it. Well, he's not here anymore. Like you said, if you're not willing to step out, then God isn't going to use you. This was a mess, uh, a prophecy, and if you can go online and uh, uh, there's a lot on YouTube that's good, and there's a lot on YouTube that's bad. But I, I saw this, and it was Sid Roth's super. Um, what's it called? It's supernatural, and it had a picture of Kenneth Hagen. Now, that's where I went to school in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, in 1981 to 1983. And I sat under his ministry for two years. And Sid Roth was given this prophecy, and it was given April 28, 1983. I was there. This is 40 years ago that he gave this prophecy. And, and like Sid Roth says, I, I think Hagen thought that that was going to come into fruition in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead. Well, it's 40 years. 40 is an important number. So listen to this. Just listen. It's not that long. It, it's shorter than my message. So relax. Don't get your undies in a bundle. This was given at the prayer seminar. April 28, 1983. And this is Hagen speaking by the Spirit. In this move, in this move, in this move that is about to come, and even you're on the edge of it right now, it will not be altogether something new that you've never seen. It'll be a combination of everything you've seen put together and then plus a little bit more. In this move of God that is just about to spring upon you, there will be a manifestation of casting out demons that you haven't seen yet. 
Now, some have drawn back from casting out demons. I think that's in the Bible. And the Spirit of God said, I began a move along that line a few years ago, and men aborted the move. They mixed some of their own thinking in on it, and they tried to control it and do it according to pattern and according to the way that we think it ought to be done. But you haven't seen anything yet of what you're going to see in dealing with demons. For demons are let loose upon the earth. They're going about as never before because they know their time is short. And so in this multiplication, this advance of demon activity, there'll be the activity of the Holy Ghost. Demons that have harassed men, demons that have held ministries in check, will leave. Now that, that, when I heard that, that I really perked up. And you have not seen yet what you will see in the area of dealing with demons, casting out demons, exercising authority over demons. And we're about to step into it like you'd step through a door into another room. And secondly, saith the Spirit of God, you've not seen the revival of divine healing that you're about to see. Oh, yes, you saw those that I raised up. You've seen men and women mightily used of my spirit. I sent them forth as a pilot program to try to train you. But many just looked at them and lifted them up. And some of them were lifted up in pride and the anointing left them. And some became money-minded and lost the anointing. But there will rise up a group in this day that's a brand new breed. They'll not be greedy of filthy lucre. They'll not be wanting to attract attention unto themselves. They would care less whether God uses me. They'd rather God would use use you. And God will not just use... now, Now listen, listen. God will not just use ministers. He'll use laymen. And there'll be a revival of divine healing such as you've not seen in your lifetime or read about or heard about, saith the Lord. And a revival of the supernatural, not only the supernatural in casting out devils, not only the supernatural in healing the sick, not only the supernatural in speaking with other tongues, but the supernatural in the realm of the seen realm. Men will see the glory of God. A cloud will hang over certain congregations. Lord, let it hang over this one. Even the church building for days at a time. And everybody that passes by, sinner and saint alike, will say, well, what in the world is that? I've never seen anything like that. And there will be in other places the fire of the Spirit. Oh, yes, in the spirit realm, some of us have seen it. In the spirit realm, we've been conscious of the fire of God. But the fire will actually come into manifestation and there'll be people, sinners as well as saints, that will see fire all over the heads of the people. Oh, God, let the fire rest on the people of Harvest Church. They'll be driving down the street or down the highway and they'll see fire on top of the buildings and they'll come and say, what does all this mean? But you see, the Lord will use signs of his presence to bring people in the last days into the fullness of his spirit and into full salvation. And signs, signs, what kind of signs? Miraculous things in the realm of the spirit. And then they'll be manifested in the realm of the physical. And the glory of God will fall. And the power of God will be in manifestation. And men will, and women too, will be 
now this is interesting, will be transported like Philip was found in another place. And great, great, great shall be the reward thereof. For the Lord God is the same God today as he was yesterday. Don't let that go over your head. For the Lord God is the same God today as he was yesterday. His power has not diminished and his name is still the same. Today he can make the iron axe head to float. Today he can divide the river just for two men to cross over to the other side. Today he can feed 5,000 with a little boy's lunch. He is the miracle working God. Brag on him. Lift him up. Draw attention Unto him. Tell about how great he is. Get up in faith and tell what great things he's going to do. And he'll move and keep his word with you. And many shall be astonished. But the greatest miracle of all is there'll be so many fish caught in the net that the nets can't hold them. There won't be church houses enough to hold the people. For the purpose of all of it, for the purpose of it all is that you may be fishers of men. Hallelujah. Quit fishing. Quit fishing in your bathtub. There's not any fish in your own bathtub. Go out where the fish are and throw out the net. Not the hook, the net. And pull it in and bring them in. I like that. And the glory of the Lord shall shine and the end time shall come and you'll stand in the place of ministry that you've not stood in before and will stand in the place that's been ordained for you from the foundation of the earth. And if it were to be, if it could, if it could, if it could be told you, if we were able to tell you in human language that with that which will transpire in some of your lives, your mind would not be able to comprehend it. It will almost blow your mind, but you'll see it. You'll rejoice in it. You'll be glad of it. It's just out there little ways in front of you. Be faithful. Be joyous. And rejoice in the Lord always. And He'll bring it to pass. Many shall go and tell the story and His great glory show. The power of God in manifestation shall be the gifts of the Spirit. The manifestation of His Spirit. Into full potential shall come the ministry gifts. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor and teacher too shall flow as one. Ha, 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 ha. used to do that in the spirit and laugh. One body in one spirit shall go forth to conquer and to do his deeds. And great shall be the reward thereof. Thank him. Glory to God. Now let me give you a further word of wisdom advice. Be conscious of a mighty move in your spirit. See, if you believe it, you'll talk about it. Wanting and desiring to do the will of God, but don't try to do it yourself. Just learn to relax. This part's for me. This just for me. Just learn to relax and to flow with the Spirit and don't try to figure it out in your head. What does he want me to do? Just learn to relax and flow with the Spirit. It'll take care of itself. You don't have to worry. You see, moving into the place of ministry or whatever it is, whether it's full-time ministry or pulpit ministry or personal ministry or whatever your place is in the body of Christ, moving into that place is fueled by prayer, fired by the Spirit, and ignited with His glory. But you see, if there's no fuel there, there's nothing to ignite. 
You see, it's like the furnace. There's a pilot light there that fires the thing, and then the whole thing has become ignited and the heat flows out. Ha, ha, ha! Can you see what he's saying? Fueled by prayer, fired by the Spirit, ignited with His glory. Hallelujah. You see, if there's no fuel there, there's nothing to fire. If there's no fuel, there's nothing to fire. Fueled by prayer. Hallelujah. That was 40 years ago. And I was sitting in the audience as he gave this. And I thought, isn't that ironic? Here we are today. Steve Jessen. I'm going to say some things to you. Good things. You're a man that's not afraid to step out. And that's a good thing. Because God can use people like that. But before you do, just say, Father... How do I do it? What should I say? Use me, Father. I'm a willing vessel. And if you'll have that heart's attitude, God's going to use you because what's going on right now is really important. And I see your desire. And I think that is wonderful because many Christians will not step out of the boat. But just don't step out alone. No, there's people behind you. And praying for you. And God's hands on your life to do that thing. And just like someone told me a long time ago. Listen to your wife. Because she has some things to say too. Amen. Amen. God's moving. God's moving. Pretty soon this this room here will be too full. Well, we've got it all connected. You can go in there. You can go upstairs. So we have some, we have some alternatives. But church isn't going to be the same anymore. Some of you that are on the edge and have committed to Harvest Church need to do it. I said some of you that are just doing this with the water. Remember when you were kids? Testing it. Some of you just need to jump in. And I'm not just talking to new people. I'm talking to some of you old timers. Say, Pastor, that's tough. No, it's not. It's good advice. Because what's come across today is God can't use you unless you commit 100%. With your tithes, with your presence here in the services, if you'll do that, God will use you. In the workplace, at school, wherever you go. See, there's a great freedom here, but you've got, you've got to do some plowing, and we've done a lot of plowing through the years. And God wants to do some things in northeast Nebraska. God wants to do some things in this state. God wants to do some things in this city. But it's going to take the Spirit of God and the Spirit of grace to do it. Amen? I'm excited. Not by power, not by might but by the Spirit of grace. So you can relax and rest in Him. But you still need to take that step and do what God's called you to do. And if you, if you need wisdom, you need advice, I'm always available. But if you don't take my advice, don't call me anymore. I've done that. I've made that quality decision. If people don't take my advice, Carl, I'm not going to give you any more advice. No, that's Carl. I was just looking at Carl. Just Carl and I locked eyes. Don't worry. Carl's never asked me for advice. 
Okay, Evelyn. See, when Oral, they went to school, Oral would get up there and he'd open his mouth, and then Evelyn would have to clean up after him. Well, it's no different. She's going to have to do the same thing for me in the days ahead. What are you laughing, belts? But isn't it wonderful you can have freedom in a service? That's the way it should be in church. Now, there has to be order. And that's my job as a pastor to make sure things are done in decency and order. And so if things get out of order, you can trust that I will let you know. This is the flesh and we're not going to do that. But sometimes you just got to step out. Like today, I could have prophesied not given a tongue. But I did it because, you know, it, it's, it's almost like you need to be jarred into the fact that God is a supernatural God and He is currently speaking to His people and pouring out His Spirit on His people. And it's a wonderful thing. I've, if you'd like a copy of this, we'll make copies. And maybe next week I'll have them available. Let's stand up. That was a short sermon. But that's all right. Father, today I bless this body of believers. I declare and decree, Lord God, they are mighty in you by your spirit. Your grace is sufficient for this people individually, their families, and this church corporately. And Lord, currently we put our trust in you and lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways we acknowledge you and we expect you, Father, to direct our pathway. So turn our hearts in the direction that you would have us to go. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I take authority and I bind the spirit of fear and timidity over this congregation. I loose a spirit of boldness. A boldness to share Christ. A boldness to lay hands on the sick. A boldness to reach out to a lost and dying world. And Lord God, you confirm your word with signs and wonders following. And Lord, you already said, you've spoken it, and I've heard it through many prophets, many leaders in the church, that you're going to use the church, not just the five-fold ministry gifts. So Lord, help the people see themselves being used by you daily. And Father, your son Jesus will get all the glory and all the honor that he deserves. We worship you today. Lord, we thank you today. We honor you today. And all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. So I, I encourage you next week. You know, it might, be, it might be interesting if you'd bring a guest. You want to, how could we word this? We, you want to hear a biker? That, bring a heathen. There you go. Bring a heathen Sunday. We ought to put that in the church, in the paper. All heathen are welcome at Harvest Church. God is, I heard something last night, and I'll, I'll close. I've got to tell you this. This woman said this. I've listened to her twice, and she's a seasoned retired minister, and she said, all the people that stood with Trump, God is going to place a mantle of authority upon them. This church stood with Trump. This church prayed, declared, and decreed. Because of that, we will be rewarded. And God will use us. Amen. God, God bless you. Anything else? You're dismissed. Thank you.